Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Laura Rankworth. And I'm Kim Crumley. And together we are Counselor Accents, two school counselors who are with you in the trenches every day. We know what you're going through because we're living it every single day. Except today. Not right now. Not right now. Because it is summer. And as some of you have been following us know, Laura is now living on the compound with me. She's etching ever closer. And she's been with me all day long. All day. That's the summer hair don't care mm-hmm. look that we have going on. We've because do you won't working. let me come inside. You make me I sit make outside. her sit outside and not come in because I love to be outside. And so literally we're under a heat warning and I would not let her come in and today. Any, if we're been, in now to do the podcast. If you have followed us for a long time, like two years, then you know that two years ago you made me sit outside. We had the incident where I got eaten by ants and stink bugs. And stink bugs. Who even knew? I did put bug spray on today before I came over because I knew that you would make me sit outside. You knew, and I did. I just in the summer I'm outside, but not in the sun. I try to find a shade, and I'm out there. But it it was we're under a heat excessive heat warning. So we are recording this in your bedroom, and I can't help but notice the medical equipment in the corner. Yes, that is my child's medical equipment. Now, does that make you feel bad? No, it doesn't. (laughs) Because I was going to use that as a segue to a story that we talked about this week. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, You were talking about having to give some shots. Oh, I was trying to make you feel, you know, I like to to make people feel sorry for me, I guess, because Mm -hmm. I'm always like, well, I'm taking care of my child and you know all this stuff and you and then you brought up well I had to take care of my cat for two years and I'm like what are, how are you even comparing your cat to my child was, but thus you managed I was trying to say that if you needed help administering the injections I might know a thing or two because I had to give my cat IV fluids for two years and I did not know this story so and I'm so like, you were like what this now you have to know Laura is not like um, the animal lover. No, I do not. And so, but yet she says that, but yet she has this dog that she's had 180s with her. She talks about this cat that she had to give uh, injections to IV fluids to for two years. And I'm like, please, so please tell us your cat story that you had to give IV fluids to. Well, I had a cat, but the thing is, and you referenced it, I know we froze for a minute. I don't know if we were frozen during that part, but you were talking about how I do have this dog that I've had for 350 years. Right. Yes. Well, the problem is that when I get these cats and dogs, it's like a 20 year investment. Uh, you don't go little. Do not get a parrot. Do not get how a parrot. Long do they live? Like 60 years. No. No. I need something that's going to live for about 20 minutes because that's about <laughs> the amount of time that I enjoy an animal. You just need to get a pet fly. I think they live a day <laughs> or something. Pet fly. <laughs> It's but, just the cat that lives 18 years. And then you, and then the vet got so tired of you bringing the cat in for IV fluids. It's like, do it yourself. And so you had to. He did tell me. Yes. And then he finally sat down with me and he said, Hey, it's time. Like, quit, quit doing this. But I, I gave the cat the IV fluids. They would, I would go and get the fluids from the yes. vet, bring them home. And they taught me how to do it. And I would sit there and inject that cat with the 
needle and I had no idea this there. side of you. I had to hold it for 20 minutes while the fluids went in. And you did it for two years. I did. That is some commitment. And I bet if Angela Cleveland is listening to this, <laughs> who is I bet her heart swells. I bet her that is a, a used to work for NC Wit and a lot of folks that listen know Angela Cleveland is a if you know her, you know she's a cat lover, yeah. as are many of our listeners. But I don't know if anybody would be this dedicated. Well, I mean, 18 years. Yeah, I had him from the time I was 10, and then he died when I was 28. <laughs> I had a dog that was uh, I got when I was in um, elementary school, and I'm not kidding you, like third grade. And it was, we just found it, like somebody dropped it off this little shih tzu. And I kept this little shit so till I was way, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know how a dog can live that long. I mean, I was in my twenties way up. See? Anyway, who knows? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's our animal. I had no idea. That well, part of you was very interesting to me. So we were, we are now presenting part two. Yes. What was part one, Laura? Part one was we were talking about tips to bring creativity into your school counseling program. And so there were so many and I just felt like. It's a lot to swallow. Break that up. Yes. So this is the second half. Yes. And we did this same kind of similar uh, keynote in Georgia. So if you're a Georgia uh, school counselor, you may have heard some of this before. Anyway, we broke it into two parts. So we hope that you enjoy. Part. So before we go into oh, part two, oh, yes. sorry. Um, if you live in Alabama, we do want to talk about a workshop that's coming up um, through C4C Counselors for Computing. And it is going to be a great two days. You can spend two days with us. Um, and it's July 12th and 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's at the University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so if you would like to attend that, they, could you, okay, I can, yeah, the link to that. And there, there, you know, with this comes some things, if you're interested, look into it, uh, because, you know, they, there's a lot of things that come along with doing this. So if you're interested, let us know, but it's two days that you get to spend with me and I tag along and you, she tags along. And uh, so it's a lot of fun and it's very informative if you, uh, especially if you're dealing with careers for kids, there is nothing like this. And, and we all are, that's one of, one of our pillars is careers. High school counselors, this is amazing material. So yeah. if you are in Alabama, which I know some of you are, and you're interested in this, please reach out. Or if you know somebody who might be and not know about this opportunity. And if you've gone through this already, if you've done this program already, let somebody else know what a great time you had with us and they will sign up. Maybe they can sign up too. That sounds good. All right. We hope to see you in Tuscaloosa. So, uh, you know, I I know we're really going down this, but I I cannot let it go. Pardon the pun. I cannot let it go. I have to share the Frozen story. And and remember, as we tell these things, it's like not like a history lesson for uh, these these books or these these parks or what you know Disney. It's really to talk about that thinking bigger 
and going bigger and not being discouraged and keep going. But, you know, uh, one of my favorite stories is the Frozen movie and how much, how it was almost a complete failure. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I think it was right up until very close to the wire, they were releasing it are, are getting ready to release it. And they all sat down and watched it. And it was, it just kind of landed it, it like a dud. It just wasn't at all what we know now and love now. Mm-hmm. So it is the top grossing animated film of all time. It's Academy Award winner. The song um, is the best song. And the movie was award for feature film. But they had to come back to the drawing, drawing board and really get honest with one another and and get and figure out where it went wrong and and were brave enough to say you know let's let's switch everything up and and do it this way so it was a series of those creative brainstorms that they had to have and it completely i mean how how worth it it could they could have put it out and it just been another ordinary disney movie instead of this tale that is one of the classics for all time so it was just those creative brainstorms so those brainstorms are so important but find somebody who has that mindset that it's doable yeah and that will spark the passion that's your rubber meets the road tip for this section is find that person and I think it would make a lot of sense if it was a school counselor that or an educator that you could throw some ideas around that could help you. But I mean, find anybody that can say, yeah, we could make that work. We could do that. And that could just help you make those ideas better. And so our uh, perfect river meets the red tip. So Laura, a lot of, uh, we're talking about creativity. And our next step is talking about the stress. Mm-hmm. That is the number one creativity killer is stress. When you are stressed, there is nothing. I mean, you know that you cannot be in that headspace to be creative when you're stressed. Um, and, you know, it, it. if you've ever watched Hell's Kitchen and the stress of the chef yelling at them and, and, and it, it can, and, you know, it, it's that's how we have felt, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. I think that talking to counselors across the nation, we all thought that maybe this was going to be a better year. And it's just been emotionally and mentally exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we feel like we're just in survival mode. And that's my little boy talking here. And we, we're fighting to make it through the year. You know, all year we were just trying to get through. I just got to make it through the month. I've got to make it through the week and some just the day. Mm-hmm. And it just was overwhelming for educators. Yes, it was. I think like they, what did we have? Like 55% thinking about leaving education I read last. And um, that's a very significant amount and, and not as many going into education and so this is a problem if you think about all the people who who are teaching school counselors, driving bus and serving meals, all the things that we do and just the leaving this profession. And so that's why it's so important, we think, to make creativity 
we think that's a cure for stress. Um, and, and if you've got to take care of yourself mm-hmm. to be able to do this. Okay. Well, and creativity helps you, um, be seen as a leader. It helps you whenever you're able to see a problem and you bring a creative solution, something that's outside the box. Um, but to do this, you have to be brave enough to share the things that you're doing um, so that people do look at you as a leader. Now, we have a lot of people who have come to us and said, I don't feel like I have the freedom to share these things. So do you have I know you've got a practical rubber meets the road tip for that um, because you told me not not because. Um, I was in that situation, but years ago, you told me to shut my door and do what I know I do well. And so if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm not in a position where I have the freedom to do this, I think our practical rubber meets the road tip for you would be start small. You know, we talked about the 1% change. So start small and shut your door and do what you know you can do well. And those things are going to establish you as a leader. We talked to uh, Danielle Schultz in a recent episode, and she talked about how she uses social media. She uses Twitter because she knows that that's where the people that need to see things are. So, you know, maybe maybe just start putting those things out on social media. Nothing huge if you don't feel like you have the freedom to do that. But um, start putting out what you are doing every day on Twitter so that people start to notice what you're doing or so whatever social media the cool kids are using these days. What the cool kids are using. Absolutely. I, I think this is a huge secret that people, if they could grasp this, mm-hmm. if you can think outside the box, but you let other people know I'm thinking out the box, out of the box. It is amazing in education that's starting to set you uh, above the crowd to be seen. And yeah. it's for your program. If you're, if you're seen, your program is seen. So um, that is huge. And, and uh, let me say, I had a principal come out to our school. She was She's a principal in training and she was doing um, intern with another intern. But she came out and she said, oh, how is Laura? She said, I will never forget her taco outfit that she wore to school. And she said, she said she was amazing and, you know, just dynamite, a rock star. So all the things, and it just because you were thinking out of the box a little bit, instead of just doing a regular, you were, and and there, there's ways to do this in high school. There's ways to do this. It's not just for little, it's not just for, dressing up if that's not your thing there are so many ways to be creative and think outside the box and we could share those all day long things that we've done well let me go ahead well dressing up is not really my thing it's your thing it's not really my thing but I knew that I had this lesson and it was one way to make it memorable you know we talk about movement music magic okay can we add the memory in there Uh, So scratch that. But I knew it was a way to make this ordinary lesson memorable. But if I wore a suit, it would stick with them a little bit more. And so 
it was outside of my comfort zone to wear a taco outfit. But remember, we just said to be brave enough to share the things that you're doing. I would say be brave enough to step outside of your comfort zone just a little bit and do something that takes it up to the next level. I love it. Um, But we've alluded to this before. Don't sacrifice excellence for fluff. So one of the things that we just, you know, just because you see a cute lesson or a cute outfit that you want to wear or, you know, whatever, don't, I mean, does it tie in to what you're trying to, to get across? Yeah. We have, talk about some different, maybe some brainstorming ideas. Well, when um, a person is a chef, they, like my husband, may not have a developed set of taste buds and they may not be able to identify what's actually tasting good and what's not. And so you can actually practice that to improve your skill as a chef. So you can practice discerning the flavors and discerning the spices and stuff like that. So that made us think a good practical rubber meets the road is to practice being creative. And you may be thinking, oh, I'm not a creative person. That doesn't work. But I will never forget one of the first times that you and I worked together and I was so inspired by you because every single thing, it was like the Midas touch, every single thing that we talked about, you were going down a creative rabbit trail. And you had talked about how just that morning you had been inspired by road signs to do a lesson about road signs, like yield and stop and stuff like that. And I was like, who, who is just inspired driving down the road and sees, sees road signs and thinks of a lesson. And then that wasn't all that day. It was like one thing after another, just boom, 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 boom. You were like a, a ping pong ball or something. <laughs> and so I, I tried, I thought, okay, I'm going to sit here. Like I went back home and I thought I'm going to sit here and I'm going to try to be inspired. And um, it's way more fun whenever you're with somebody else. If you do have somebody that you can brainstorm ideas with, you know, we talked about the dream retreat, but even just sit down at your school or sit down somewhere and just, I don't know, think about a brainstorm map. You know, one word leads to another. You and I have done that before where we would try to do an attendance lesson and we would come up with every word that is associated with attendance. Or one time we knew we wanted to do a lesson on bees. And so we started with the theme and got the lesson from that. So we wrote down bees and then everything associated with bees, honey, hives. Um, And it just like one thing was an offshoot of another thing. So try to brainstorm map. That's a good rubber meets the road. You can have a genius hour. A lot of schools are moving to a genius hour. A lot of businesses have genius hours where they know that um, like Google does a genius hour where they feel like if they can give employees one hour to work on something that they're passionate about outside of their employment, they're going to be more productive. So, you know, maybe see about incorporating that where you are. Um, Like I said, a lot may I jump in on that, on that genius hour um, with one of the programs that Laura and I work with was the National Center for Women in Technology. We vi- I visited Google. Uh, Laura wasn't able to go to Boulder, but I visited the Google 
and it is completely set set up around creative thinking so that if you've never visited a Google and you ever have the opportunity to, it is one of the most incredible experiences because everything is set up to be creative. So when you walk in, um, you know, it's it's not regular seating. I mean, there may be a camper, you know, there was a camper that they could go in into this camper in Boulder in this Google building are there's little nooks and hammocks and um, little places, offshoots where there's different kinds of foods and just a sensory, you know, you can get you can get um, sensory overload or you can get completely in a space where it's just completely quiet and to see how they incorporate, they know the importance. I guess that's my point is they know the importance of their employees being creative and thinking outside the box. And so they are, they are building this area or they have this area where that encourages that creativity because that's that important. And I think for us to take that time to get in that space, to, to do things that aesthetically make our brain or synapses explode so that we can be creative. And those are, those are, I'm teaching that and I'm trying to teach that to our, like our leadership team. And uh, when we meet together, I want everyone there to feel like there is nothing I'm going to say for this school that's stupid. Mm -hmm. We may not all agree, but we're all listening. And from there, what can we do with that? How can we make that happen? How can we think about this differently? Um, how can we solve this problem maybe in ways? And the only way that happens is if everybody has a voice and everybody feels like what they're saying is important. And it's, it's you know, yeah, I'm listening to you. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying watch this show because the language is really bad. But if there's a new show and I just have to tell you one of the, the quotes that really stuck with me and it's Ted Lasso is the show. And he is just one of these people that listens to everybody's voice. He, Ted Lasso is. And so uh, he was talking to this kind of, uh, in one of the scenes, he's talking to like a past owner of this team. And he is telling him all my life, people have um, underestimated me. He said, but I've got something that they don't have. I'm curious. Hmm. And for everybody else, they're judge. They're for for most people around me, they judge. They're in a judgment state of mind instead of a curious state of mind. And I thought that is huge. That is yeah. a huge. This is a, this is a huge thing that he's saying is that if you are afraid of the people that judge, then you are going to be stifled. You've yeah. got to get past that. You've got to get there. There is this wall that you've got to break through of caring and. Um, the, the judges are going to judge, especially if you're stepping out and doing something different. You've got to get to that point where that doesn't bother you and you've got to be curious. And that's what to move a school forward. And that's what a, that we're practicing is just be curious. What if we did it this way? We've never done it this way, but what but but your idea, let's let's see what how we can make that work. Yeah. So I guess. Those are all, that's a lot that we've said about creativity today. And I hope it was not confusing, but I do take, I hope that you take this time to just 
rest, don't de-stress. You can't be creative if you're stressed and be inspired about the world around you and maybe keep a creative dream board or a, you know, whatever, and just put those ideas down and then think, okay, how can I make this happen? Well, when I was practicing creativity, um, I had to, I set aside time to be creative, but I also kept a notebook with me at all times because a lot of times I would have a creative thought and I wouldn't write it down and then I would forget it. And so I, I've kept a notebook with me where I could write things down. And um, then it's inspiring when you can go back through and read it and remember what what ideas came to you. And, you know, maybe you don't act on them right then, but you can later if they're in that notebook. I just found yeah, my notebook. I think, yeah, I think, and we do, we tried, we'll say, did you write that down? Yeah. You know, we'll have this idea because we'll, we know that we get so many ideas that we may not remember it. Well, did you write that down? So um, I, I hope that this inspires you to get in touch with what you like. Just think about what you like. What colors do you like? What, you know, what inspires you? What is that that makes your heart beat faster? And how can I bring that along uh, and share that passion with my students or, you know, my my school system? So anyway, any hoosie, Laura, um, that has been a long, I think this has been a long one. And I do, may I end with the story of, may I tell it, are we done? Are we done? Done. Can we wrap up with my story of my sister's chickens? Yes. So uh, my sister went through, who is an amazing teacher. She's been, you know, voted teacher uh, for her school of the year. She's been voted by, and I, I will tell you some other things, but about her, but she's an amazing, amazing teacher. She loves to teach. So she was going through a spell that I could tell, like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like we all have done, you know, that moment of what am I doing? I'm worn out. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I don't want to do this anymore. And so I had the same talk with her that we're sharing with you today. And I'm like, what are you passionate about? And she said, I'm passionate about my chickens. (laughs) And she was not lying. She was not lying. When she says she's passionate about her chickens, she wasn't lying. She, uh, will sit out every day and watch her chickens and uh, they're all named. And so she had all these chickens and they were all named different members of the Kardashian family. And so she had Chloe and Kim and uh, Chris, all the chickens are out there. Um, And then she had Bruce. This was when Bruce was Bruce rooster. Well, for some reason, and my sister knew better, but she got a new beautiful rooster. And she put that with the Kardashians. Well, she would call me over to watch the Kardashians. They would literally, if you've ever seen how kind of a, a chicken house is, they'll have an up and a down. Well, they would slide him down the little ramp, Bruce, out because they wanted the new rooster. Oh. And Bruce would try to get back up. And they would slide Bruce out because they wanted, A, the new rooster, as we were saying. So anyway, uh, finally, and this is a sad story, Bruce passed. Bruce. Yes. And so she buried Bruce. The dog dug Bruce. (laughs) Oh, no. Yes. And I called her one day and I said, do you know 
that lady has Bruce and is toting Bruce around like and all I could compare it to was when Lincoln died and they put him on the train and they you know showcased him all around the country I said literally Bruce is being paid tribute to you all over the community by lady anyway having said all that I, I did diverse on my 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 chicken stories but I said how can you incorporate that she went all in with the agriculture and the outdoor and the nature and how to bring the farming aspect and the she decorated her room you know when with her um uh publicity stuff you know she was using that and she became like she was asked to take a job with an agricultural uh educational thing she was named 4-H teacher of the year like the teacher that helps with that two years in a row and and that kind of inspired her because she would and the kids were inspired of course because she's taking what she loves mm-hmm. and she was partnering it with her class so um she took that advice and, and it catapulted her and it will you too and that's such a great example of something that's outside of education that was bringing her joy but she figured out a way to bring it into what she was doing. Yeah, that's what she loved to do. That's what brought her joy and peace. And 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 she could, you know, she loves that outdoor farm life. And that's so. How can I? How can I t- help kids learn? And and you know what? They love that. When we're passionate, kids are passionate. Um. So we'll end with that. That's a great place to end. Very good. Well, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. You can rate and review this podcast. And um, I don't know why we do this every week and I never can remember all the things that you can do. You can, uh, we will link our course. So if you are interested in taking our course over the summer, it is a self-paced guide to starting your year off right. And we always say whether it's your first year or your 21st year, it is helpful information. So we will link that in the show notes just in case you're interested. There you go. And uh, there's a branding session in there that adds that allows you to be creative and, yeah. and do some branding for your program. Doesn't have to be chickens you're branding with, but hey. Don't brand your chickens. You know, that's like a metal rod. That's a what? You know, like the metal rod. That you oh, bring. I didn't know that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. Like branding cows. I know how to brand a cow. I don't brand a cow, but I know what that is. Yeah, I was just saying, don't brand your chickens. Okay. <laughs>